The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock main cast. <laughs> Coming up in the show, we've got Ben from Apollo Junction, and we'll be talking to we'll be talking about Brighton transfers and Newcastle. Are we talking about anything else, boys? Uh, I don't think so. We have quite a mm. week, and there's no game this week. Mm. Yeah, not a lot going on. But first. Ryan Edmondson returned on loan from Scottish Premier League and make, made a big step up to League One Northampton Town. <laughs> only, only kidding, Scottish listeners. The SPL's not that bad. While Robbie Gotts joined Diet Scum at Salford, um, we've never been believers, but when we heard this, we're praying for his soul. If the return of Ben White felt hollow without fans, things only got worse. As Leeds sleptwalked, through another game on this bad run of form. Sleepwalking is not advisable at the best of times, but certainly not on a muddy bog. The 25-year-old pitch, beggars belief, we beggars can't be choosers, but surely there's another pitch somewhere close by, like on a hill, near the ground, for example. Like (laughs) beggars hill, on the hill near the ground. But we had to wonder if Richard Keyes was talking about Leeds United or his penis when he said... How can they be so good one week and a limp, embarrassing version of themselves the next? <laughs> Nevertheless, Keyes stumbled on his blundering, buffoonish excuse for journalism by defending Karen Carney. Misogyny is a difficult trait to hide, however, as he uttered the phrase, what she really meant was that... Ironically, his dirge of a diatribe came to an end with him prophesizing the sacking of Bielsa after he'd earlier accused him of engineering a language barrier. Oh, Richard, but you do make English look so difficult. And for the record, 10th to 14th would be great. We've only just been promoted, after all. Meanwhile, Rads liked a tweet which tagged him and Rodrigo de Paul suggesting the Union Daisy midfielder should be on a plane before Newcastle. With this and de Paul's suggestive tweet at the start of January, we put two and two together. But unfortunately, it still doesn't add up to 40 million. Speaking of midfielders, Ronaldo Vieira is weighed in by donating PS4s to Leeds Women's Aid. It's not quite Ozil funding Gunasaurus to try and stay at the club, but it's a great gesture. Would you take him back? Answer in the comments or on Twitter. (laughs) Whoa! Ronaldo Vieira! Oh! He's no longer with us! Whoa! He's giving PS4s away. He's not earning enough of PS5s. <laughs> no. No, he's not. That's that's the that's the intimation, isn't it? <laughs> if only I was on Premier League wages, <laughs> these kids would be getting PS5s. <laughs> and the under-23s are top of their league, thanks to a youthful Diego Lorente winner. Let's hope he can make the step up to senior football soon. And you can check out our under-23s pod for more on them. And in non-Leeds-related news, 2021 is proving to be the sequel we didn't need and the sequel we didn't want. As news of Brazil's COVID-strange resistance to antibodies locks us in our houses for the rest of eternity. Still, with Storm Christoph coming to lighten things up with heavy rain and flooding, that, quote, could pose a danger to life. Maybe staying inside for a bit longer might be for the best. With any luck, it'll wash away a few anti-vaxxers out to sea. Probably, they're probably out there protesting against the fake storm. And speaking of staying inside for a bit, Donald Trump seems to get set to pardon everyone, including rapper Lil Wayne, but himself. Who knows if a preemptive pardon would have kept him out of jail. What would have been nice, though? Some decent world leaders during a global pandemic. One of Gwyneth Paltrow's This Smells Like My Vagina candles has exploded. (laughs) And a dog owner who was on crutches spent £300 at the vet's only to discover his dog was imitating his own limp 
out of sympathy. That was so good. Yeah. And finally, a donkey-faced car crash enthusiast, Richard Keogh. Kyo has limped his way to Huddersfield, <laughs> leaving dogs throughout the city too terrified to sleep. <laughs> we predict the affectionately named Murderball will become all too accurate a name by this Wednesday. So that was the week. My name's Adonis, and it's a very good hello from me. And joining us to discuss all this and more is our mate Cookie. Hello. And our man on the post, Mr. Ross Bell. How do? Well, how was your week then? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I gained some, uh, I had some actual employment. It looks like Inter signed to pool, so ups and downs. Cookie, <laughs> it's been all right, mate. Been focusing on the under twenty threes, of course, and they have had a good weekend. Still at the top and doing well. Um, Charlie Creswell looking really, really good. Um, aside from that, work is hectic, and I have a headache, but I'm alive. Nice. Um, so Cookie, you weren't here for the match review. Um, what did you think to the Brighton game? <laughs> Do you want to start this off that depressing? <laughs> <laughs> the only way is up from there. Um, the honestly, only way is up. I thought you saw everything we missed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you saw everything we missed in Ben White, which is why I think people still want him back even to this day. Um, we just we didn't look like the team who'd had um, a bit of a rest, did we? In comparison to to Brighton, it was just it was just all round pretty pretty awful, pretty depressing. Too many players that are underperforming. Um, how do you fix it? I'm not sure. It reminds me a lot of that run where Ailing did that really depressed interview. And my only hope is that after that depressed interview, we picked things up, and this team has shown resilience before to come back. But, yeah, it didn't look good, did it? That was What's the time a year ago. So, yeah, we're almost on the exact course for that. Mm. Mm. What's the solution, Ross? Uh, Rodrigo de Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I won't be able to just get into them. Like, fucking bollock them. Because that Brighton performance, I'm still fuming about that Brighton performance. It, we were so bad. Or everywhere on the field, like Liam Cooper is probably our best player because he didn't do anything wrong. The rest of them, I thought they were just terrible everywhere. I just, he he kind of he goes the other way, doesn't he? he? Praises them and shows them how good they can be when they've been terrible. But no, yeah, just it's, get it's into the peaks. Them. Yeah, it's the peaks and troughs you get with Bielsa, though, isn't it? It's like what you've got to accept with him is you can turn a player like Bamford from people saying he would never be anything into a player that scores goals in the Premiership because of that never-ending belief, mm. and then you've got that endless loyalty that some players I think inevitably will take advantage of and whether you like it or not will end up not trying as hard as they should do knowing they probably won't get dropped in it. So it's a really difficult balancing act, isn't it? I mean, I would just hope that some of them are either a bit tired or or what or not, but I mean, that that's the worst performance, I think, barring Crawley, which I'm putting down to a lot of changes and just the fact we were shit. Um, I don't think you can blame the pitch because it didn't affect Brighton and they play a similar way to us. Yeah. Just, it just was the worst performance I've seen under Bielsa, the, the worst attacking in particular. Um, and yeah, it says a lot when your best players on the pitch were probably Jack Harrison just for the amount of effort, even though it didn't really go anywhere. Um, and Liam Cooper just for not doing a lot wrong. But in saying that, I still thought he could have done more when their goal happened yeah. and he's meant to marshal that defence. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? I don't know how we fix it at the moment without signings, and feels like Bielsa's way is to not make signings, so we have to accept where we are. Well, a year ago this week, we just lost two 0 to Gary Monk, Sheffield Wednesday, and then we lost one 0 to QPR with Calvin getting sent off and us missing a penalty. So I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? We're in the Premier League, we're safe, and we're it's it, it mattered more last year losing one 0 to yeah. QPR. It was I was apoplectic with that. We should have beaten them. And then we went on that little run. We lost to Wigan, lost to Forest and Brentford. And that was around the time that Ailing had his speech. It shouldn't need that this year. These players should be so motivated to just stay in this division that it shouldn't have to come to that again this year. I mean, we're We do 12th. also have to accept, though, mate, that the opposition, as much as I don't like Brighton, because I think they're dull, is mm. a higher standard. Um, and I think the worst performance just so happened to be without Calvin, which it tends to be. We tend to be poorer without him. Um, and the good news, I think, is that, and I know we're going to touch on it, but our next game is Newcastle. And if you can't beat Newcastle, you don't belong in this league. 
because they are dog shit. And I know that we yeah. are the kind of team that loves to end um, a, a losing run for another side, but it really does feel like that's the perfect team you'd want to play after something that shit. They haven't won for so, nine games, so yeah, it's bound to be us. <laughs> here is here is my solution. Okay. Um, we've got a little bit of a break now, and this is this is my solution. Okay. Melier in goal. Right back, Luke Ayling. Yep, a right back at right back. Are we good? Centre back, Lorente. Centre back, Cooper. Uh, left back, Dallas. And defensive midfielder, Phillips. And I think if we have that base again, and if we can go on a run of, say, five, ten games, I don't think that's much to ask, um, of the same, the same players, just that consistency at the back, I think we'll build chemistry. I think we'll have a solid foundation to to build attacks upon, and I think we'll we'll concede far less goals. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is that we're almost at the halfway point. We only need four more wins in reality to be in a position where we're very strong to stay up. And it is weird, isn't it? I've seen a few articles on it recently, but this level of expectation on us, and yeah, we put it on our own team. But the weird thing is the people in the media have this expectation of us to be this team who fly up the league. At the end of the day, we've just come up. Most of these players are still championship players outperforming their own capability due to an outstanding coach. And we're 12th. I mean, if we end up 15th, I'll be fucking buzzing. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd rather we finish 12th. That'd be great. I'd rather we finish 8th. If we finish anything above 17th, I'm fucking happy. Because then we get a load more money to spend on the quality we clearly don't have, which we, we clearly don't have strength in depth, and Rodrigo very much is a concern. But I, I do wonder whether he's still struggling somewhat since COVID. I don't think that's a, a coincidence. And no. um, Yeah, just we, have, so we need more it's, quality. It's ridiculous, these pundits, because they're talking about, I mean, we touched on it in the monologue about Keyes saying that 10th isn't, isn't good enough for Leeds. Mm. 10th to 14th or whatever. But that's bollocks, isn't it? I mean, that's pure and utter bullshit. I don't think any Leeds and fan the, thinks that at all, does it? 17th no. is good enough and, for Leeds this and, year. And, and if we were 7th, or if we were 5th, yeah. okay, and that that's possible if, if a few of the results had, had gone our way if, and if there wasn't a ridiculous fucking handball rule at the start of the season. Um... <laughs> They'd all, you know, if we were fifth or seventh or whatever, just somewhere in challenging for Europe, they'd be saying, oh, the wheels are going to come off. Yeah. Oh, they can't keep it going, you know? And and we're 12th, which is fucking fantastic for a newly promoted team. And he's saying, oh, he's never, never going to get higher than 10th. Oh, they've got to get rid of Bielsa. It's it's all just bollocks, isn't it? It doesn't matter where it would be, they'd still they'd still be the same fucking idiots with the same stupid dickhead yeah. opinions. But they're not talking about it because they think it's a genuine <laughs> opinion. They're not talking about it because they think football fanatics who are into the tactics are going to go. Oh yeah, this Leeds team need a rethink. Mm. They're baiting us. <laughs> they want Leeds fans to come in and like we are right now. So we're giving them what they want yeah. and and react to what <clears throat> everyone knows is complete bullshit. He said it, and he knows. It's complete bullshit, you know. Mm. It's like I think the difficult part is that, and what what feels like gets this massive reaction, is what we lack this year, or what feels like we lack this year, is balance. So obviously last year we were great going forward, but more than anything else, we were superb defensively. But that just mm. shows you everything the Premiership is, which is that there are so many times last year where I thought we could have been hammered if they'd have taken them chances, and in the Premier League they take them chances. <laughs> We've conceded 34. West Brom has conceded 42 in 19. And West Brom and Fulham have got as many points combined as we have. I don't. The media aren't even talking about Fulham and West Brom. Is oh, it just because no, we are West, leads? Yeah, West Brom are Brexit, though, aren't they? They'll have, uh, <laughs> they'll have oh, yeah. Big Sam bringing them back up, no problem. Yeah, but I've not seen Fulham mentioned at all anywhere. They're in the bottom three. Why aren't they getting the same amount of media coverage as we are it's just because we're united yeah. there's one reason and I mean, one reason only isn't it because we are leads and whether people like it or not whether people deny it or not we're a fucking big club so and west are both managed by good old english boys aren't they as well. yeah. it's exactly what cookie's saying it, it drives up engagement yeah. you know that's that's all 
if they say it, if they if they mention Leeds, if they mention Bielsa, if they say Bielsa burnout, if they pay some fucking numpty in the West Country to phone up and pretend to be a Leeds fan and say, oh, Biel, it's time for Bielsa to go or whatever, they know that that equals, that equals money. They're never literally. from Leeds, are they? They're never from Leeds and they never, never have a fuck. They've never I mean, got a Leeds that, accent. They never have a clue who even plays in the team. They just chat absolute <laughs> shit. I, I I don't mind. I like I study. I've looked at the analytics of our podcast, for example, and we're not a big podcast by any means. But we've got people from all over, and they haven't just tuned in once; they tune in every week. So, hello to all of you fellow <laughs> listeners. But God, I hope they're in so, Norway. So, I fucking love what, Norway. There are some in Norway. Yes. So, shout out to all the uh, Norway fans. I met a Norway fan here in Vienna, actually. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is there are genuine Leeds fans who don't have Leeds accents from all over the world. But these people who fucking call in talk sport yeah. are ge- I'm genuinely not Scousers and Manx. No. Mostly, and they've, all, they've never got a Leeds accent and they've never been able to convince anybody with a Leeds accent to call in yeah. and say this shit. <laughs> There's very few people on there with a valid opinion, though, isn't there? I mean, that twat from Villa. I mean, the reason he baits us all the time, and I won't even give him the joy of mentioning his name, he does it because he's had more like interest or more interaction with our fans than he ever has his own, who all yeah. thought he was shit apart from maybe one or two <laughs> seasons. He just mm. loves the attention. They can all fuck off for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've just written down the, the, the starting lineup if it's a strongest, and I've got a big old gap in the middle of that pitch. So, like you say, Johnny, that back five with Calvin mm-hmm. making that six, that's the strongest, probably. Maybe Cock for Cooper, Rafinha and Harrison on the wings, and then Bamford up front. What do you do? There's a big hole in the middle of the field where two other players need to go. What, what do you do there? Because Click looks like he can't pass football to anyone at the minute. Mm. And I Rodrigo's think, not, yeah. a, not a 10. Click and Rodrigo doesn't work, and it, make, it makes me ask the question at the moment, did Bielsa sign him as a 10, Rodrigo? Um, or did he sign him as a 9, but Bamford's form has forced him to move him to 10? I really don't know. If he is going to convert him to a 10, is it likely that he has second season syndrome under Bielsa, which is always a big improvement? Possibly. I had a full pre-season, has he? So I don't know, but you're right, mate. We probably need... There's too much pressure on Rodrigo in that role at the moment, and on Klitsch, because when... Rodrigo isn't performing. It's all on Klitsch. And he tries hard. And he's, it feels like he's overthinking everything at the moment and nothing's working. I mean, yeah. he's shooting. I mean, that chant for him, <laughs> if it was still around, it's so ironic now, isn't it? Because he can't score from fucking anywhere <laughs> since yeah. the, what, the Liverpool game was that the last time he scored? And that was a great goal. You've, got, you've, you've had two seasons under Bielsa where the most passes in the games has been click to Hernandez and Hernandez to click. They're the two exchanges with the, like, the most passes anyway in midfield and the most progressive ones. I actually feel like it Some might be shit like that. You can look at the fucking stats yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you take away his mate, yeah. you know, it's like KP, KP was saying in an interview before the start of the season, uh, what what do you do when you get the ball? Like, do you, do you ever get nervous because you often get the ball in dangerous situations, in tight corners where you've got a few men on you, and and um, you're back to the opposition goal or whatever. And and KP's like, I look for when I've got the ball and I'm moving forward. I look for Pablo. <laughs> I think he needs so to get back in the team. We've taken Pablo out and we've put in Rodrigo. And this is exactly why uh, Bielsa doesn't trust in just buying players because they don't know the system. It takes time for them to work it out. It takes time for them to get up to speed and fitness. And he, Rodrigo, don't get me wrong, he's got bags of p- potential, but he's not showing it. And we need it now. Yeah. We just we need we need a few more results. It's not that we want all of the Christmas presents on Christmas Eve, that's not, I think we'll stay up, but until we are mathematically safe, I will not be able to live properly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's hard enough watching a Leeds game already. (laughs) We just need to get to five points. 
you know, just get Pablo in there, take him off if he's fucked after 60 and bring Rodrigo on then, you know. But we need to get, I think we it need to get... It doesn't feel likely, though. No. It doesn't feel likely. It seems more likely that, if anything, he might put Tyler into that role again. Um, mm. That seems to be where he's going to at the moment. And Tyler did a good job off the bench. And you know my feelings on him. I'm not sure whether he's capable. He seems to have gone from being a cert to go out on loan, can't even get in the squad, to he's now that next in line for the number 10, which probably tells you the confidence Bielsa's got in his own squad at the moment. But I don't know what's the situation with Pablo and why Pablo's not getting a start, because I don't think there's any justification right now for Rodrigo to be starting. I think he needs a rest and some time to work out what, what his next steps are. Um, I still think he'd be good for the club and he uses class, but he's just struggling, isn't he? Needs a bit of respite. Maybe um, Shackleton could come in for Clicky. Maybe we could try that. Um, uh, and th- I agree that there's definitely two Tyler Roberts, isn't there? There's yeah. there's the, the, the Tyler Roberts that we know and love, who, who played against West Brom that time when we won 4-0 and who played against Hull that time when I think we won 4-0 as well. Um, so maybe if maybe that's the solution, we just need to win four nil, and Tyler is going to play really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's the other Tyler Roberts who who c- c- can kind of ghost around and be a little bit anonymous and not really get into the game. It feels inevitable like these changes won't come. I mean, how many times do you reckon over the last two years since we've had Bielsa that you've been saying to yourself, he needs to make this change, he needs to make this change, this isn't working, that isn't working. And then the next game we win 3-0 with the exact same lineup, and Bielsa may as well give you two fingers. There was only ever one position, and that was the keeper, and he got forced into that in the end, and thankfully it worked. Yeah. This is what I was saying at the start. Like he is, these are the the ups and downs of his relentless loyalty. Mm, yeah, you'd love to be friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So maybe I'll do the top ten now because we've got the guest coming on in a bit. So, uh, this is the top ten stupidest football quotes, and I have. <laughs> I've uh, found them from howtheyplay.com. Are you sure you um, haven't gone back through Roaring Peacock podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, these are handpicked from 50. So, brace yourself for this. Ready. At 10, from Bobby Robson, the first 90 minutes of a football match are the most important. At 9... Geography connoisseur Mark Draper said, I'd like to play for an Italian club like Barcelona. <laughs> At eight, from Leeds' own Mark Viduca, I wouldn't be bothered if we lost every game. Oh, I should do this in an Australian accent, shouldn't I? <laughs> wouldn't be bothered if we lost every game as long as we won the league. <laughs> <laughs> At seven, this beauty comes from Ian Rush. He's got a Liverpool accent. He's Welsh, isn't he? Yeah. Is he Welsh? <laughs> Fucking. Matt, I've had a couldn't settle. I couldn't, I couldn't settle in it. <laughs> what is that accent? I, I couldn't settle in Italy. It was like living in a foreign country. He's not Indian, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely fucking Indian. <laughs> Just put a Leeds accent on. He played for Leeds for a season. He must have picked it. Wow. Him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At six. From the always hard-hitting Stan Collymore. <laughs> Matty Jarvis had acres of time there. Acres of time. <laughs> That's standard measurement of time, of course. <laughs> five comes from an endless fountain of stupidity, Ron Atkinson. I never comment on referees, and I'm not going to break the habit of a lifetime for that prat. <laughs> I mean, I quite like that one, though. <laughs> One of the better things. Number four. From the fan of construction of buildings and sentences, Mark Noble. Not to win is guttering. Guttering. (laughs) At three. From mathematician Gary Bertels. They were numerically outnumbered. (laughs) As opposed to phonetically. At two, from vegetable fan and man having a near vegetable experience, Stuart Pierce. I can see the carrot at the end of the tunnel. 
What the fuck? Is there context for that? <laughs> no. And the number one stupidest football quote from howtheyplay.com's top 50 stupid football quotes comes from John Motson. For those of you watching in black and white, Spurs are in the all yellow strip. <laughs> That's so good. The only nice. thing I will say is, how the fuck is Michael Owen not on there? What did he say? Oh, he's, what hadn't he said? Oh, stupid okay. quotes from Michael Owen. Jesus Christ! I'll Google it if you want. I thought you were. We'll we'll save that. I tell you what, we'll do Michael Owen's top ten stupid quotes. Definitely top next 10. week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be tough to narrow down. I'm guessing <laughs> by your uh, response. I was like Glenn Hoddle when he said that uh, when a player gets to thirty, so does his body. Cheers, Glenn. Wow! Insight there. <laughs> there were there were plenty of uh, plenty of others that just didn't make it. Can I give um, you one from Michael Owen? Yeah, okay. That's a fantastic penalty, but it'll be gutted. It went wide. <laughs> <laughs> so Newcastle, then terrible, aren't they? We have to win this game. Yeah, I watched them play Arsenal last night, and they are shit. Absolutely mm. shit. They started with four strikers. Well, I say four strikers. Three of them were Andy Carroll, um, Almiron, and Joe Linton, who I think have got about three yards between them this season. Callum Wilson looked dangerous, but Arsenal just picked them apart by just running at them and just quick, simple passing, which is exactly what we can do. I just hope we do it again like we did to them last time. Yeah, if we don't, I'm, I'm not going to say we're in trouble if we don't beat Newcastle, but I will be legitimately worried if we can't do enough to beat Newcastle because at the moment, I mean, they unless they make some big signings in January, they look so set for relegation, don't they? I mean, I went on the podcast um, Gallogate shots before the previous game and he thought they were shit then, um, did Matty, who mm. was on it, um, and they were nowhere near as bad um, as they are now. I mean, Callum Wilson looks like the only thing they've got going for them. Yeah. And the only worry I've got, and it was the same worry I had last time, because we did concede two against a team like Newcastle who can't fucking score, is that you will give them chances and Callum Wilson will put them away. He is a good striker. Mm. But you have to you have to beat this team. You have to. I, I, I genuinely think we will as well. Yeah. Um, we had the guy from True Faith. Um, without looking at it, I can't remember his name. And it's not... A personal thing. It's to him. It's me. It's not you, mate. It's me. And it's partly because we've done too many match previews now with too many different people. Yeah, but I remember him saying that he couldn't believe how they'd won and drawn so many, so many games. Like they just shit housed it somehow. They just got extremely lucky somehow. Mate, at the start of the um, season when they got to mid table, you just like couldn't understand it. And it seems like that luck has run out. Yeah. Four losses in the last five. Starting to look bad from them. They've they've also conceded 30 goals or more. So 30 goals. Nice. But they've only scored 18. I can't think of a more... Genuinely, I cannot think of a more depressing manager to be in charge of your, your football team. Um, no, my I mate mean, Dave's a Newcastle ever... fan and he, he absolutely hates Steve Yeah, I've Bruce. got a few as well. If, if if he were in charge of Leeds, uh, yeah, I might, I might just murder him. It'd be 4-4-2. <laughs> Big lad and a quick lad up front. Yeah, it would be awful. His name was Mickey from the True Faith. Mickey, brothers. that's right. Mickey yeah. from True Faith. It's a shame because they deserve better. Like, I'm always a big fan of one, one club cities with big followings like ours. And they do deserve better. It's just, I mean, they've got the shittest manager with the world's shittest owner. You know, dreadful, isn't it? Once, once what played. So nice seems to be as good a time as any to ask you to maybe make some suggestions in the comments for what you would like to see in this podcast. If you have any uh, uh, creative inventions that we can uh, steal and uh, use for ourselves, for our own personal gain. And that would be great as well. <laughs> How random do you want these suggestions to be, Donny? I'd like to see you do the po- the entire podcast whilst maintaining a hula hoop. Okay. That's my request. Given that I can't do a, 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 a hoop, you I can't spin a hoop. You better practice then, aren't you? 
round my round my waist for more than about five seconds. It's gonna be a very short podcast. Yeah. Seems to me like <laughs> you just need to practice, mate. <laughs> and then I don't think I'm gonna do that. There's see, that's the kind of suggestions we don't need. So thanks <laughs> Cookie for that. <laughs> I'm here to set the examples of what you don't want, mate. That's why you invited me on, right? <laughs> All the transfers seem to be about that guy from Fiorentina. Eric Pulga. Yeah. Eric yeah, Pulga, yeah. Do we know two anything about him? There's two different reports. One saying we're going to sign him for £22 million and one saying we're going to loan him. He's like a click, but better from his stats, by the sounds of it. I saw Josh Hobbs say he's not the type of midfielder we need. But but nine yellow cards, nine yellows last season. Seven goals, six assists, twenty eighty-eight percent pass completion, and an average of two successful tackles per game. Is he a um, attacking midfielder or a defensive? I think he's a midfielder, defensive. midfielder, which is what he's, we need. He's a defensive midfielder. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't trust those like pass completion stats because yeah. you know when they get in a, in a triangle and pass it between the centre backs, yeah. <laughs> that significantly increases <laughs> boosts those numbers up. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just pass it a few more times? I need to get my stats up. Okay. I'll take, I'll take him. He's got, a, he's got a tattoo right across there and all the way around oh, there. Yeah, he can join our collection of shit tattoos in this team. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has got shit tattoos? I'm not, I mean, I'm not one to speak. I've got a collection of awful tattoos, but uh, Calvin's are awful and yeah. Liam Cooper's sleeve looks really shit. Dallas's one's getting bigger and worse every time I see him on his Ross, you know well. they can't get rid of these. I mean, I they could have laser surgery, I suppose, but <laughs> yeah. fucking hell. I can't. I'm stuck with these. I can't afford that. <laughs> well, thankfully, I have zero tattoos. Yeah. I have a I think it was big Jap thing on my arm. One of the better decisions. On okay. On my boob. Very nice. So, <laughs> any other... Uh, any other interesting news that we saw? We saw uh, the smell my va- my vagina candle. Saw that blow up. Saw fanny that, bomb. That dog limping around. Is this Vieira stuff? Anything just about catch the, your eye this week? Is he just? Is this Vieira story just about him giving away PS4s? Is there no like transfer one, rumors or anything? This is that was Ronaldo, wasn't it? I hadn't seen transfer yeah. rumors, but there was an interesting. Um, I mean, I've actually just unsubscribed for next next time it comes up, but. Um, I quite enjoyed the article Phil just put up about Romario Vieira and his essentially inferiority complex about his brother. Yeah. Um, and how I didn't even realise he's a Tadcaster Albion after being unsigned for two years. Um, but he really fucking hated Jason Blunt. Like said that <laughs> said that Jason Blunt basically just treated him as he was only there because of his brother. Um, and then he he kind of lost me at the point where he was playing an under-23s game, I think it was against Doncaster, um, and he said he'd asked not to play, got played anyway, played shit, walked off at half-time and just left the stadium. Mm. And I'm like, well, you've made yourself sound like a bit of a cunt there. Like, even if Jason Blunt's a dick, like, that's not what you expect. So maybe that's why you've not made it and why your brother's a bit different to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was an interesting right. perspective, and he, he still thinks he's going to make it, um, which I guess is a good mentality to have. How's Ronaldo Vieira these days? He's in Sampdoria, isn't he? I think. No, he is went... he playing regularly? I thought he left. What's he he left Sampdoria, him? didn't he, to go to um. Oh, what's that really strange Italian name team called? Let's have a look. Hellas Verona. He's yeah, played two it. games this season on loan. He played forty-one games for Sampdoria, so okay. yeah, he's been doing okay. Still only twenty-two as well, so he's still got a chance to kind of get back to the big time. <laughs> it's weird how they've loaned him out after he played so many games particularly when you look at I think well, when I last looked at it I'm not sure if it's still the same but um, the Serie A table I'm pretty sure that Hellas Verona were higher up in the league as well which seemed like a bit of an odd one oh no they're ninth and Sampdoria are tenth so very si- similar but it seems like an odd loan it's a very Italian move isn't it mm, very they do this a lot it's weird I mean we talk a lot about players coming back don't we there's not many players I would take back I think the only one for me right now would probably be Lewis Cook. In a heartbeat. Still think okay. it's unbelievable, Lewis Cook. And he'd be brilliant in our midfield right now, controlling things, I think. Villa are looking for somebody as well. 
looking at someone, Samson, someone like that, and they're, they're in talks to sign him for 15 million, I think. Another mid central midfielder, which, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's our budget, I think, isn't it? 15 million? Yeah, not much more than that, I would have thought. We just won't sign anyone. I can't see us signing no. anybody at all. Okay, um, so we're now joined by Ben Hope from the band Apollo Junction. Uh, big Hello. Leeds fans. Um, and uh, indie, would, would you call yourself indie rock? Or how do you, how do you term yourself? Yeah, I, I would. Um, mm. We started out a bit electrically, but the last album, uh, last album, <laughs> our first album, <laughs> yeah. um, quite indie electro, but we're going more like indie rock sort of way. Yeah, we like to call it, um, Steve Lamack called it New Britpop. Ooh, okay. Nice. Uh, That's got a good ring to it. That's a nice bit of branding there. Yeah, I, actually, I like it. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah, I'm all over that. It must be difficult at the moment being musicians like how's that going for you what are you are you um meeting up on zoom are you practicing are you recording new things what's happening we are yeah we're um we're meeting up regularly a lot of us have got um writing facilities at home and we can transfer stuff to each other mm-hmm. but um it's not the same man it's especially like when you want to rock out you know it's just we're all writing individually so we've got more songs now in the tank but um yeah, recording's a bit of an issue because we can only get in a studio and then you book a date and then you can't go in and then you book a date and you can't go in and then. But um, luckily, before lockdown, we had about five or six songs ready to go, so we've just pinged them out. Nice. It's got to be tough because, like, when you're in a band, it's very much like being in a sports team, like being in a football team when you're all together having a laugh and being creative, and not being able to do that all together must be quite difficult. I know that's one of the things I used to love. It's just the banter and being together and making music and messing about. <laughs> we still have a bit of banter, you know, like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but it's it's not as good as like when you sat on a tour bus, you know, and you're just having a, you're just cracking out banter all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then after after about two or three days, you're like, well, I've had enough of these lads. Now, you know? <laughs> I, I even want that feeling back. Yeah. Like what's your um, craziest, you know, drug fueled rock and roll story? You can tell us. Uh, oh, I'll probably tell you over a pint. Not to podcast? Not to YouTube? Not to 500 um, people? I mean, this is just making me more intrigued because it's sounding shadier by the second. With the yeah. fact of, can this actually go out to the public? These are the best stories, though, aren't they? <laughs> Come on, yeah, man. Tell us we'll a story. Come on. Ah, good. We're not as rock and roll as you think, but, you know, rock and roll things have... There have been instances where you're like, oh... No, there can be simple stuff, mate. When I were in a band, I drank 14 um, cans of Carlin before going on stage, two litres of vodka and fell into a drum kit. That was fun. Oh, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that <laughs> loads. In fact, this isn't... Uh, this isn't a hardcore rock and roll story, but we once had a few beers before we went on stage. When we were starting out, and uh, <laughs> and um, they they didn't tell us they had this like absolutely mental, insane smoke machine. Um, the venue, so we were just started like rocking out, and then um, Matt gets to his solo our guitarist. Matt gets to his solo and is like going, come on, he looks at me, he goes, he starts rocking out, Mind and then this smoke machine. <laughs> And then he turns around and just thinks that his amp's on fire because <laughs> it, it was right behind the drummer. <laughs> the and he just went, <laughs> Stop the show! Halt! Oh, stop the show! He rocks too hard. Oh, man. God. Just, we were just all on the floor laughing at him. Like. He thought he rocked so hard. Yeah. He set his amp on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so- and uh, I, I just, no sympathy for me. I just rolled up for laughing on stage, just saying, God and Bennett, you actually thought your amp was on fire. Nice. But alcohol can do funny things to people. So, uh, long-time Leeds fans then, from Leeds, um, mm. how how did you celebrate uh, promotion? Um, well, I just ordered this massive Chinese takeaway. <laughs> I dead, no, I was, dead, I was dead excited for it. Yeah. And uh, I was watching Uddersfield West Brom game, and um, 
Well, Huddersfield scored, you know. Uh, well, it were a draw, wasn't it? Eh? So I said, oh, God, if this day's a draw, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm off. I'll hopefully put my hands up. I'm off to Ellen Road. Mm. And when uh, I was just about to um, bite into my salt and pepper chicken balls, <laughs> and then Huddersfield uh, scored. They scored the uh, the winner. And yeah. I said, that's it. I'm, this is going to go cold. <laughs> uh, I'm done. This is tomorrow's and breakfast. I, I just, I went, yeah. I just went, I went straight to Ellen Road that night. And uh, what a night it was. I mean, um, you know, and, and there were loads of like all my old schoolmates there I'd not seen in years. And um, I brought my son as well. He's five. And I just, you know, I, I mean, I kept it, I didn't, I didn't get it thick of it or anything because mm. we we're in a pandemic. But um, I brought my son as five and I just wanted him just to be there, just to see it. Yeah. Um, he was a bit freaked out. Like, <laughs> I bet that's, but, that's uh, a way to get him involved in football, isn't it? I bet he was, I bet he was loving yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was though. Yeah, yeah. He remembers it like crazy, you know. And uh, but what a moment when the we didn't realise the players were in the um, east stand, and when they all looked out window and everyone ran out. Oh, that was just euphoric! That like, it really was. So that's how I celebrate. I'm really yeah, fucking I'm jealous. Sure. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, I didn't go. Obviously, I didn't go down the night they lifted the league trophy, but uh, I'm still angry about that. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, many of us? Which which is just typical Leeds, though, isn't it? It's typical Leeds just to get promoted and you can't see it. Mm. But I think they will have a bus parade. I mean, I hope I, I should hope they do, even if like um, even if you get like Rodrigo lifting championship <laughs> trophy, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. I drove past that road a few weeks after that the, they've been handed the trophy, and the trophy was just sat on a windowsill, just like on one of the. Uh, you can see it from the road. You see it from McDonald's. Oh, wow. so you just sat there in the window. Like, oh, that's pretty risky, leaving that there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, get how do you think the season's gone so far, Ben? Uh, I'm delighted with it. I am. I mean, um, beggars can't be choosers, you know. You can't be too greedy. Mm. Obviously, um, we're a bit poor. We've been a bit poor lately. Um, and the fact I'm saying that is, is odd. Um, but, yeah, but it's been a great season. You know, we've... Bamford's been the, the surprise player for me. You know, he's, they all have. They've all been great. But um, I'm delighted. I mean, some, it was Roy Keane, wasn't it, a pundit who said, um, just look where the other two yeah. championship clubs are. Exactly. In the so, yeah. You know, I'm delighted with it. And I think I think we'll get, I don't know, we're not, I don't think we'll go down. No. I've said it. But no, I, I really don't. I mean, you look at Sheffield United and I'm still thinking Brighton could go down. I know that. I know I'm bitter, like, but um, <laughs> we all are, don't we? You know, yeah, yeah. I just thought the um, I know they've had issues with the pitch, haven't they? Haven't they made them, but I can't believe that's an excuse, really. But with the Bielsa, with the way Bielsa plays, it's it's very fast paced in it, and the ball stays on the floor, so it's uh, it's it's affecting the performance definitely. But uh, yeah, we've got to hope we do better in away games, don't we? Where we're actually on decent pitches. <laughs> yeah, I mm. know. Yeah, ben, if the pandemic was over tomorrow. Um, yeah, where would Apollo Junction be playing? Uh, is there a hall yeah, in Leeds had... that you that you play at? Yeah, yeah. There's um, there was like a new venue that opened recently. Well, a while ago now, uh, called the Warehouse. It's near the Leeds, near Leeds Town Hall. I think it's about six hundred capacity, and we were gonna we're on the verge of um, selling it out. Be a nightclub, so didn't it? Warehouse. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of come back. Um, we're up there just selling it out and then we had to delay it so some tickets got refunded and then um, we've, we've had to delay it now all the way till November yeah, you're just building up the excitement though mate have more and more people but, oh yeah yeah oh that, that'll sell out and then um, we were going to do a couple of dates with Kaiser Chiefs which we've still got um, that's at Peace Hall in Halifax but they've been rescheduled I think till July um, and we were going to do a gig with Madness, which got completely wrong. That would have been so good. Suggs, what a guy. Oh, no, I'm gutted about that. Like, so, uh, so you've got a yeah, new album coming out, is that right? You've got a new single coming out? Uh, yeah, we've got a single coming out on the 22nd called On the Ropes. Okay. Um, and we, we put a single out recently called Borderlines, uh, which has done really well. Okay. Um, so that's what I was saying earlier. We, we keep on churning out singles. Are we, um, are, we, are we are we allowed to play uh, uh, the new single on the pod? on the ropes? It, uh, it should be okay. I think I'd have to. I'm gonna sound so. I've never ever said this. That's 
I'll have to check with the manager. <laughs> Yeah, because he's got this uh, plan in place. So what gets played to uh, uh-huh. so I think, yeah, I think that should be all right. Yeah, I think. Well, <laughs> never said that before. We'll either have uh, we can play Borderlands. I'm guessing. Oh, Borderlands is if a not bang in tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we'll either have Borderlands or the new single on the ropes. On the ropes to yeah. uh, play us out. Okay. Is there any, anything else? Can where can people find you? <laughs> where can people find you? Where can they, where can they follow you? Where can they where the, can they give you money? Yeah. Um, so if you go on Apollo Junction's Twitter first of all, you'll see that's where we are mostly active. Mm-hmm. Um, there's links on there to our store. We actually released a f- um, 500 limited edition vinyl um, of our first album, and I think we've got about eight left. So there's like a really small amount left. So you're saying um, that there's so 492 hipsters in Leeds? <laughs> no, we've sold them all over. Like we've sold them literally all it's over. It's like Booking.com, um, is it, Ben, where it tells you there's a, there's only one room left, but actually there's it's not even sold one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> our label, Shedload Records, we've numbered them all one to 500, and I think it's up to like number 400 and... 90, nice. whatever, but uh, you open, yeah, so you open, a at, go. you open a cupboard at your mum's and uh, all these vinyl, <laughs> all these vinyl come out, and then I'm and then I'm buried in it. <laughs> um, but no, no, it's quite it's quite a nice um record. It's uh, it's pink, it looks um, it looks pretty glamorous, and the, uh, yeah, and you can you know, you can find them on Spotify as well, Apollo Junction on Spotify. Is it the hot pink from last season's Awake It? By any chance? Do you know what? Do you know what it is? Very nice. It is. So go with your awake. I can, I can go and get it quickly and show you. Yeah, go on. Go look. Oh, that one second. Don't look at messing. Get your vinyl for the lads. Get your vinyl out for the lads. Question is, which one of his four hundred and ninety-two is he showing us? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just ignore all that noise in my gun. It would just mean knocking down three hundred and (laughs) forty-eight. Um. So it's like a mirror angle thing, but so you open it up, you've got all your artwork. Thank you to Bladdy Bladdy Bar, track listing. But yeah, the actual vinyl and stuff. Um, oh, wow, look, look at that. Oh, that's now. cool. Wow. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Looks great, eh? And um, it comes with um, like Burley Banks oh, nice. uh, artwork as well. There's a, and we've got Luke sheets and stuff. Um, so yeah, no, it's so yeah, this was the best thing. They could have done in lockdown to release this. <laughs> There's eight left. It's... That's what I've been told, yeah. Right, yeah, well, so... you better get in there quick then. Um, if you're listening you to this. You can still buy some more, like, but these these ones are numbered. These ones are like the numbered ones. Ah, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah. Are they all pink so, or is yeah. it just the numbered ones pink? Just the numbered ones are pink and then the other ones are just your, um, just the normal Standard. sort of. Yeah. Radio then, Ben. Um, so at Apollo Junction on Twitter. And uh, thank you very much, mate. Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast. I know, right? Thanks for yeah. coming, mate. Cheers, Ben. Okay. Is that just about it then? Have we got anything else to talk about? No, I've got no football this week. I don't know what to do myself. What are you going to do with your Saturday? <laughs> Relax into a puddle. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just exactly the same as what I said, really, isn't it? There's <laughs> <laughs> different ways of getting there. Yeah, probably fuck yeah, all, was... mate. There's not a lot to do at the moment, is there? When do we play again? Sunday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday, then Tuesday. Sunday. Blimey. Newcastle and Leicester. the next football is Monday. The kids. The kids. <laughs> Top of the table oh, clash really? with Wolves. Wolves. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to that. I look hmm. forward to seeing a um, sprightly Pablo Hernandez. No, he won't be playing. <laughs> we're playing the day after isn't it yeah so <laughs> depending on whether he's going to be at first team you might see Lorente again he's not always quick to move him from under 23s to first team unless he's forced so mm. what what about Forshaw <laughs> when are we going to see him the ghost of Forshaw sorry what's the Forshaw mm. that man's dead yeah <laughs> are we have we heard anything about him? Is yeah. he even going to come back from the under-23s at any point? Did you not see the news the other day that that's exactly why Lorente is back because they've recycled his parts to fix him? <laughs> uh, okay. He's but never no, even I, no, the premises he for Leeds. Genuinely. 
It's a sad Genuinely, have, we don't hear anything. Have you heard about Fortune? No, no even on nothing. his Instagram. I follow him on Instagram, and even on there, he just posts no. family stuff. He never posts anything to do with any kind of training. The last I heard was that he was doing some running, but that that running did not involve any footballs at his feet. Um, so I, he still I saw a long way off. video footage. I saw video footage. I couldn't believe my eyes of him jogging. And I thought, oh, for fuck, for sure, he's finally come back. And then, since then, nothing. For sure, uh, started, start, started the 1920 season strongly alongside Calvin Phillips and Matthias Clerkinson and However, after seven games, he picked up a hip injury. The injury was at first judged to be minor. 2019, <laughs> that? Right. Yeah, 2019. August the sad 8th. part is that whilst it's funny to laugh about the ghost of Forshaw and all that stuff, is that he seems like a legit nice bloke, a legit good squad member, and would actually play a pivotal role in what we're trying to do right now, given where we've been struggling. Um, so I really hope he makes it back, but it feels like when it's been this long, just feels like it's a retirement injury, doesn't it? That's what it feels like. I couldn't stand him. The season before he got injured, I thought he was awful. I didn't see what he was doing. It was a game against Forest where he played a really bad back pass to Bailey Peacock Farrell, and one of their strikers nipped in and they scored. I just thought, well, I don't know what Forshaw does. And they started last season really, really well. And then, yeah, that's it. We've not seen him since. Yeah. Is it just me? Or is, like, Bielsa just doesn't talk about him? No. October Nobody, nobody talked about him. Nobody even seemed to ask about him. Yeah. A year ago, you couldn't get Bielsa to shut up. Yeah, he loved him, He'd be he? calling impromptu press conferences <laughs> <laughs> and talking for an hour and a half. And these days, he's just like, he just wants to get the fuck out of there unless he's got some prepared statement to oh, rebut yeah. the masses of dickhead pundits. I think it's probably just the big leagues now and there's a whole b- barrage of bullshit coming at him that he's probably just got had bullshit overload. Yeah. How long's Forshaw's contract, Ross? Every Danny Mills coming out of the woodwork to <laughs> say every fucking thing about him. <laughs> Uh, well, he's, well, we signed him in 2018, so he, I'm assuming he'd been at the end of it, his deal now. Four, oh, four and a half years, so he's got another year and a half before that contract's out. Speaking of which, oh, which another thing that pissed me off this week We're not is signing Roaring Peacock contracts. I was listening to the square ball, and they were talking about, oh, we should have a segment called The Shit Danny Mills Says. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! That's our I love IP. you guys, but fuck off. We started that se- We started that segment. It's called Danny Mills Football Insider. It's the it one thing I've contributed to this podcast. <laughs> We've never stolen anything from the square ball. Absolutely nothing, apart from the format. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean. Yeah, it's a no-brainer of a segment, really, isn't it? They can do whatever they want. Obviously, we haven't copyrighted it, and they're uh, they can. friends with lawyers. Some, so. of these, some of these other little podcasts can fuck off, Nick and Nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to do a section now called "The Shit Donny Says" and just rip you a new one every week. Wait till they do a top ten next week. I rip myself a new one every week. Wait <laughs> till the talking shot lads do a top ten next week. You'd be fuming. Yeah, well, they can. <laughs> They can pick the if they can pick the bones out of the shit that I say, <laughs> then go for it. Fucking hell! <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, let's uh, wrap this one up then. So, very difficult to feel positive about twenty twenty one so far. Um, but I fucking tried. But these monologues, lads, they're getting harder and harder for me to write and put jokes into. Sorry, right. feel that way for you guys as well. It'll be yeah, fine. We're going to smash Newcastle to pieces, mate, and then you'll have loads to talk about. Yes. We haven't won a game Can since we West Brom, and that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a whole year since we've scored a goal. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. wonder I feel like shit. Yeah. God, if we don't score against Newcastle... From open play against Newcastle, if you can't score, you might want to just sack it off now. <laughs> yeah. Has it really been that long since we've scored a goal? 29th of October, uh, December. It feels like October, but it was only December. <laughs> I mean, that is, let's just clarify that. It's only three weeks ago. <laughs> That's 21 days ago. Yeah, we played a League Two team in that time. <laughs> 21 yeah, days but that was without... our sh- Yeah, but that was our shit academy, mate. You know, full of them under 23s will never make it unless they go out on loan to fucking <laughs> yeah. Millwall. Fuck off. 20, 21 days without a goal is. It's reminding me of George Graham 
Yeah. But it can happen to the best teams. Look at Liverpool right now. We'll, we'll just get fucking clickbait now. <laughs> Leeds, Leeds fans, compare Bielsa to George Graham. <laughs> Exclusive. That's getting That's well not on Leeds clickbaited, now. isn't it? The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Yeah, we were clickbaited last week for less Scarlet Scarlet's opinions. Let's see what they can come up with this week. But I know we'll score again at St. James's Park. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all. That's your lot. Uh, give us a subscribe if you want to listen to more average podcasts. It's been an absolute pleasure. My name is Adonis. I know me as at the Adelites. If you want to give me a follow, do so. If not, don't worry about it. And uh, at Ross Bell 1984 is our man on the post. We say man on the post because that's his other podcast. Have a say goodbye, uh, uh, dear Ross. <laughs> See ya. And do follow me. Please follow me. Yep. Follow Ross because he, he needs it. I do. And uh, at Mickled Onions, our uh, other host, along with Ross, on our under 23 youth pod, if you would like to check that out. It's got far more analysis and facts and statistics and information than uh, I can hardly cope with. It's, None of that uh, from me, good, by the way. That is not me. Goodbye from. All. And you're welcome to follow me, unfollow me, block me, argue with me. It's all good. Right. Chat shit, go into lock. Lock your account. <laughs> Get me another Prayer Twitter everybody. ban. I'm avoiding the word cunt. It's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not on Twitter, uh, that'll all pass you by and you've probably got less anxiety. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Please, 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 please. please. <laughs>
and all our family and friends. <laughs>